Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your man, Cat with Cat Fitness, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Healer Hood Podcast. We're on episode four, y'all. Episode four already. Um, we have an amazing special guest for you this evening. We have our brother, uh, Gerald. Now, Gerald is a personal trainer. He is a motivational speaker, and he is the owner of a supplement company, all natural supplement company called Based in the Plants on IG. Uh, I've known this guy for, man, at least like two to three years now. And um, he's always been giving back to the community, educating the community, and really helping people, coach people through their, their process. So it was a great honor to have him at our first Heal the Hood event in San Francisco. And now since we've been doing the podcast, um, I had to invite him out to kind of go deeper, you know, get some, you know, in-depth questions to talk about how he's changed his life, how he's transformed his life. Um, and the biggest thing I feel like is tonight's topic is stop interfering with the self-healing process, right? Um, we're constantly healing from all different types of trauma from the time that, you know, we've been born and we've been programmed to think all these different things. And you know, sometimes we have to step out of the way and understand what that process is and what we're supposed to be learning in that present moment, being more present. And he talks a lot about that um, on his Instagram page where um, he gives nuggets all the time, y'all. And, you know, without no further ado, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Pops, a.k.a. Ronisha. How we doing, Pops? The, the other half of the the vegan hood chefs. We got Brother Gerald on here. What's going on, Brother Gerald? Blessed. Thank you for having me. Nah, it's all good. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day, man. Like I said, mm -hmm. I I've been blessed to know you know you uh, these last four years, and uh, we shared many different spaces and been able to help heal the community. Um, you know, just through our own personal journey, right? Uh, mm -hmm. For those that don't know you, for our viewers that don't know you and your backstory, can you kind of tell them a little bit of where you came from, um, you know, some mm -hmm. of the struggles that you've had through your process to oh, get yeah. to like your present point? Because I think that's so powerful um, what yeah. you've been through, you know? Well, I well, just to start off, you know, in the present, um, you know, this year I, I've been lucky enough to to be able to turn my um, full-time job into kind of just something that I do for fun, like a side gig, side hustle. And I was able to turn my side hustle into my main, um, my main occupation. And so you said I'm the owner of Basin the Plants. It's just an Instagram profile, but it has become my main form of sustenance. Um, I never, I never uh, expected that. I, I, it wasn't the plan. Um, I, I just wanted to help people achieve a transformation, um, which is kind of for me something that began um, in prison, uh, or you could say that it began in juvenile hall before prison. Um, basically, I was like a troubled youth uh, from from thirteen all the way to twenty one. Um, I was in and out of uh, incarceration, uh, or actually from fifteen to twenty one. Fifteen, the first time I went to juvenile hall. Um, but the thing is, I, I always have this supportive family. And so as soon as I started going and getting incarcerated, uh, my brother would give me these tips about meditation and he, he'd give me like um, books. He'd send me books about meditation. And so 
at the same time that I was, um, you know, in the streets, in gangs and, and selling drugs, I was also dabbling with, with this spiritual aspect uh, of meditation. And, and when, when I went to prison at 18 for, for two years, at the age of 18, I got, I got sentenced to two years in prison uh, for possession of a stolen firearm. And I think there were some drugs involved. There was definitely a gang enhancement involved. Um, during those two years, I fell in love with exercise. Um, it's pretty much a culture in prison. Like there's, there's pretty much no option. You have to exercise. You have to be in physically fit shape. But what I achieved um, during those two years was a transformation of my physical body that got me to realize that uh, a lot of the way that we feel about ourselves and a lot of the things that we um, aspire to have to do with, um, you know, what we do every day. And when you do something like exercise every day, you actually start to aspire to, to greater and greater things. I mean, by the time I got out of prison, I was a personal trainer in my head, meaning I didn't have a certification, but I was helping people lose weight. I was teaching people about doing pull-ups with push-ups to balance out your, your back and your shoulders. And, and, um, and so that, that's what began this transformation for me of um, going from negative to positive. Uh, long story short, it's been 10 years since I got out of prison and I've been doing personal training, but with the COVID um, lockdowns, I lost my job, personal training, and I was forced to leverage this passion that I have for, for, um, for plant-based knowledge um, and this, this passion that I have for helping people get healthy and fuse that into what is the Hidden Health Supplement line. And so now I sell supplements to people through my Instagram profile. And, um, and it's allowing me to sustain myself to where I don't have to do any personal training anymore, but I do for fun as, as a passionate side hustle. And so um, that's kind of a long story short of how we got to where we are. Um, you know, this, this year, 2020, for most people, it was a terrible year. For me, it was kind of like the most transformative um, and powerful year that um, I've ever experienced. So hope that wasn't too long, but yes, thank you. <laughs> no, nah, nah, that was, that was perfect there. And just, just like, I feel like what you, what you were saying, like with a lot of people, you know, COVID has allowed us to step out of our comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us that got comfortable mm -hmm. with the, the position that we were in, you know, I was doing my gig at the gym, uh, five days a week, you know, mornings and evenings in and out the gym, you know, working with my clients and everything. And then it didn't allow me to pursue certain things that were like in my subconscious that I knew that I wanted to do, but you know, I didn't quite have the time to do, but now allowing that time to become freeing up that time has allowed us to create like heal the hood and other different projects that we're working on right now. So definitely an amazing time. Yeah, I think it's important to say that, too. You know, I think a lot of conversation around COVID because many people are impacted in so many different ways. But I think, you know, the positive aspect is that we do be we are able to sit still. And so, like, I really appreciate you sharing that part of your story, because there are other folks out there, I think, that are looking for inspiration and finding a way how to how do they utilize this time where they are idle or they may be out of work or trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to use their talent. So. Mm -hmm. what, what were some of the books that your your brother sent you that that kind of helped you with the meditation and like the calming of the mind to because you know i know prison has to be intense i've i personally <laughs> never been but i know people that have gone yeah and uh like what books were able to kind of like did, keep you yeah. grounded in that kind of environment man? um 
so so uh there's someone named alan watts so alan watts is like a spiritual speaker american he 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 recently died in like 1970 so he he's like a recent um you know speaker of like the eastern ways and he recently brought it uh kind of popularized the eastern forms of thinking meditation and going within um, and so there are some books by him that my brother sent me. There's another uh, guy named um, Eric Pepin of the Higher Balance Institute um, that my brother uh, sent me some books. Uh, one book is called the, um, I think it's called The Flight of the Navigator. Okay. Or The Navigator, something with The Navigator. And um, essentially what, what they are is they're just books that wake you up to the fact that there's more than your body in, in whatever way that they want to illustrate it, right? I mean, there's the Eastern books that tell you this and there's the African books and then you have some more uh, modern books that they all just illustrate and, and reveal that, hey, your body isn't all you are. You know, uh, there's 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 no way that science can come up with the testing to come up with the, the energy being that you are, but they're starting to, they're starting to actually come up Tap with ways to take pic pictures of the light force coming out of you, you know? Um, it's slowly coming up to this truth that we've always known that you're more than your body. And for me, the reason why meditation resonated so much for me in incarceration was because I've always been introspective. I've always been, um, you know, I, you could say that I've, I, I, I use more of my right brain and, and, and they say that that's, that's the, the side of your thinking. That's more of like inward feeling. And so I've always been that type of way, but when I was in prison, I could tell you that I really wasn't in prison. I was in my head escaping. I was reading books, I was meditating and meditation was a form of escaping for me. And so I would spend hours in meditation, but but you literally just forget that you're even incarcerated. You let, you detach from your current situation. And so for me, it was a powerful um, form of escaping you know, the situation I was in, which is for an 18 year old to be in prison, it is kind of traumatic. Now that I think about it and think back, it's like, I was, I was basically a, a young, a, I was a, a kid young man, a, man. Kid, <laughs> a kid, right? Yeah. You was a kid and there was some grown ass stuff, men, you know? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it, and, and it, and it, it is kind of traumatizing, you know, and it does kind of like sting a little bit. And I do have this part of me that's attached to this identity because I had to create this identity to get through it. I had to create yeah. this, I'm a badass, no one can mess with me identity to make it through this traumatic situation. And I have like, and to this day, I'm still like trying to shed that and let it go so I can grow, you know? Yeah. But think about people yeah. that just live in certain communities, not, not only being incarcerated that have to portray those certain images just to walk down the street, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just to be in survival mm -hmm. mode from certain communities. Like I know, I know when I was when I was younger, it, you know, it, if you feel like you want to go into certain communities, you don't want to be that soft guy walking down the street. You don't want to feel like you're a target. In a certain way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. and even even if you're not conscious of actually doing that, of creating those characters, a lot of people do because you see, I've seen people. It's so funny when you kind of reflect on the past like you see people over years you're like man i remember you when you was a little square dude <laughs> at school and now you're a thug you're a pimp you're this you're that you're like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it, what we would consider a square person right but mm -hmm. now it's like certain people it's like at any time you can you can look at your life and say i no longer want to be this right 
you can step out of that character. You can you can mm-hmm. develop something different, something new for yourself. Um, and it's letting go, letting go of those uh, characters or those those things that you portray to the world. You know, um, those masks. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think culturally, sometimes in our communities and our families, we reinforce that mindset around survival as well, too. Like my mm. mom, you know, would always tell me when I walked down the street, like, make sure you keep your chest up. You know, <laughs> Man, the way, the way you post in those Instagram videos, it looks like she told you keep them hands up. <laughs> right. right. You know, and so like not only wanting to break, you know, out of the constraints that you place on yourself, but then also like having to break against those cultural kind of barriers we place on ourselves in our community and reinforcing our families too, you know. I like I like that where the conversation is is in this going in this direction because you know the self healing process has many forms, right? right. The self healing process, um, you know, has to do with loving yourself and however that looks, whatever way that looks like. You know, we're all different, you know, and 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 it has to do with knowing yourself and knowing when you take your foot off the gas as much as when you should have it on the gas, you know. And um, man, that's kind of like, uh, you know, what I'm coaching people through. And, and what I mean by coaching is I'm coaching myself through issues and people are watching and learning and trying stuff based on what I'm struggling through. It's kind of been the most effective form of interacting with my audience that I've ever had. You know, when I started being real about my issues, you know, just to throw something out there, just real like about wanting to and trying to quit porn and struggling through that. And, and being honest about it, this is helping so much more people than, you know, just trying to, hey, this is some vegan protein, you know, like, like, yeah. like just the superficial topics that like, well, I mean, they can get that information from anywhere, but who's talking about our other addictions that aren't, yeah. you know, necessarily food related, you know? Um, exactly. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a deep rabbit hole, but I, I get passionate about that one. Yeah. And it makes me yeah. think too, like, especially now, I think Instagram or social media creates communities and cultures around self-healing that I think can be beneficial in many different ways. And then also kind of create this facade of what self-healing looks like, you know, like a very unrealistic perspective that it's like, oh, we're sitting mm. on the top of the mountain mm. where like self-healing really looks like you got some days that okay. are good, some days are bad. And I'm wondering, yeah. like, if that resonates at all with you, or do you see that with coaching? Are you the oh, like, well, well, I, you know, clients. I go. You want to go, Mario? No, I was gonna say, you know, I resonated with when you said like working out is a form of therapy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like something that I do personally every single day to keep my mind in a certain state. I have to release certain things through my workout. And that's a, just a form of meditation for me. But like you said, some people hear the word meditation. They think you have to sit in this awkward position for, you know, <laughs> hours at a time and, you know, listen mm-hmm. to this weird music. And it's so many different ways that you can release the energy. It's a lot. It's, it's a spectrum. And, yeah. and going back to what Renisha said, um, re, uh, what I what the image the image that came to my head was these expensive retreats. It's like you gotta you gotta pay two thousand to come to Costa Rica so you can do this fasting retreat with us, and we'll show you how how to drink the tea, and we'll show you how to meditate. Like you can't just do work on yourself right now where you're at with a little ten hour fast. Like why you gotta be why you gotta be all that? 
and and it, it puts it out of the hands of everybody. Basically, it puts yeah. spirituality essentially puts spirituality in the hand in the in the hands of people that can maybe afford it. You know, yeah. and and really health. I mean, what what what, are, what is the quote? It's the the self healing process. The body heals itself in the At right the the circumstances, day. in the right situation, in the right environment. If your body is stressed out on that island, it don't matter if you're on an island. If you stress then yeah. your self-healing process is going to be, you know, slowed down, you know? Yeah. So everybody's different. It depends on what, what, what home is for you and what puts you at uh, balance. And, um, but then there are certain, you know, things that we can attach onto like nature, nature's principles that make it easier for us. Like, you know, like the idea of staying hydrated. I mean, that's something that we can all latch onto and we'll all like, we'll get healthier if we focus on eating, for example, just eating for hydration getting those raw fruits and vegetables. Like, I think we can all agree on certain things about health that like everybody has a different level of balance, but I think we can all do some juicing and get some celery juice in and, and benefit, you know, from, from, from something like that. So. I was going to say it with, with little things like, I know a lot of times when I, when I pop onto your channel and you're, mm -hmm. you're coaching and everything, you talk about breath work and the importance of breathing. Um, mm -hmm. When did you start really recognizing and seeing a difference through breath work as you, as you uh, begin to do that practice? Yes, yeah, uh, for sure. One thing that will allow people who are just like um, learning about the idea of breath work is understanding the spectrum of how the body assimilates the various forms of energy. And to put it quite simply, it just goes and then so so the more dense is less subtle the least dense is more subtle so if we're talking about least dense we're talking about air and and breath work is a form of of fueling your body in the same way that eating food is and, and the thing is that everybody is a is at a different level of being adjusted to getting uh, sustenance from the air or getting sustenance from food. And so it depends on how much you eat every day. If you start fasting every day, you can give your body a chance to start using other forms of fuel. So not even to say that you have to start giving up certain fuels, uh, giving up certain food groups. It's like if you just go about a certain period of the day, um, just doing deep breathing, you give your body the opportunity to into a more subtle form of energy. The the thing that throws people off is that if your body is backed up, digesting those more dense forms of energy, the less subtle, the food, the, the alcohol, the fast food, if it, 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 it in what what actually is going on is it costs your body energy to break down and utilize the dense forms of energy because what it does is it it breaks down those dense form energy back down into the less dense form of energy. So it breaks the solid foods that you eat down into the gases and the gases are the same gases that are in the air that we breathe. So it turns food into the prana or the air that we're breathing and it uses that to, to fuel your body, okay, those nutrients. So, so the idea of tapping into the breathwork is cutting out the middleman. Now you can't just cut out the middleman instantly. You can't go from eating six meals a day or eating all day to just meditating and breathing. Your body's going to be in a panic mode or in a uh, or uh, in a healing shock. The system shock in the system, shock in the system. and yeah, some people shock can the die. Initially. 
yeah, some people can die, but the the truth the truth is there are some and there are many and there are more. Like if something was true, if somebody could be a breath air, there would be more and more people achieving that every day. It's like if it was possible, all you need is one person to do it to show that it's possible. And now you got more and more people, right? And that's actually happening on the internet. You you can find breatharians, or and, and by breatharian, I don't mean like it's it's like the same way as saying because I'm a vegetarian, that doesn't just mean I eat vegetables. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole food group uh, within that um, label. So for somebody that's a breatharian, you could say that that just means that air is their main form of sustenance. Like that's their base. Like I'm based in the plants. That doesn't mean I don't eat honey. All right, it does, but I'm based in the plants. That's my base. That's where I come back to. So a breatharian, you could say that that's their base. They 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 go to the air first. They might have a snack on Friday, but they're meditating and doing breath work Monday through Saturday. You know, and and so, um, I said that just to say this that everybody can benefit from a little bit of tuning into the breath, right? And it's just it just happens to be more effective when your stomach is empty. So for for me and my tribe, we're just committing to five minutes of meditation every day. And it's amazing what happens when you just commit to a daily practice, you know, the buildup that happens when you commit to a daily practice. And what people feel to realize is more so it's not the food, but, you know, water, just having water in your system. Like you can go weeks without food <laughs> in the body. Mm -hmm. Just making sure that you have enough enough liquids and everything, and it it's uh, a lot of different cultures practice that. You know what I'm saying? That fasting, mm -hmm. fasting, you mm -hmm. know, water fasting for like weeks at a time to be able to channel your higher self because you don't have mm -hmm. anything interfering with that energy, that um, connection. Exactly. If mm -hmm. what's an example of you know just thinking about folks in my community and also the young people that I work with who this information is, you know, seems foreign to them um, mm -hmm. or they feel, you know, may feel like they're disconnected or they don't have time, which is what I hear a lot. You know, mm -hmm. folks, they don't have time to meditate or they don't have time to do this. Like what's an example of something small that you can do to be in tune with the breath or to meditate? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, you We go with the that I, first I've experienced and it's the first that I share with anybody who's new and, and what it does is it just gets you to become equal with the breathing the, the, the breathing actually has four parts and if we just start to pay attention to all four parts of that we can start to gain results because it's all about building something up you wouldn't jump into the gym deadlift on the bar you wouldn't you would learn how to br do bridges and you would learn how to do hip hinges and you'd learn how to you know engage your core and so square breathing is where you just pick a number, you could pick two to five seconds for a beginner, and you're gonna do five seconds to inhale, then a five second pause, then a five second exhale, then a five second pause, and then a five second inhale. Like and if that's too training. hard, and if that's too hard, you can start with three seconds, right? Because some people can't even hold their breath for five seconds because they never trained, right? So you can do three second inhale, three second pause, three second exhale, three second pause. And ultimately the, 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 the powerful thing to start to pay attention to is your rate of breathing. Like how much are you inhaling? How much are you exhaling? And the depth of breathing. Are you going all the way? Are you inhaling all the way? Are you exhaling all the way? So when you start to pay attention to the speed of breathing because you're counting the seconds, 
you're going to start to tune into um, that inner form of consciousness. You're controlling the inside of your body and it's an inner awareness and you start mm -hmm. to develop that and, and create that relationship. It's the same mind body connection that we train in the gym, but we're training this mind inner awareness connection. Right? And it starts with the breathing, but it goes so deep to where we're combining the breathing, the rate with certain muscular contractions, which go all the way up and down the body and getting the full benefit of doing breath work and meditation has to do with learning how to contract and lock certain parts of the body at certain times and learning how to let go of certain parts of the body at certain times. And you start to learn that the body is literally like an instrument and you learn how to play the instrument. Um, di different situations call for different tunes, you could say. It's like, oh, it's really cold. I'm going to breathe like this. Oh, it's really hot. I'm going to do fast breaths. <laughs> and breathe like this because that's going to cool down my body. If it's really cold, I'm going to do deep, slow breaths. It's going to warm up my body. And then you start to learn that there are breathing exercises for every situation. There's breathing exercise for intense pain. Um, and the truth is we're what we're talking about now is kind of like the, the mechanics of the body of like, what was it that was creating the healing medicine in our body before pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. and before pills? right? It was certain breathing exercise that put us into certain mental states. And if you go into the African traditions, which I'm reading right now, they talk about different states of trance as different states of healing. And well, so you got to understand, even with certain amount of trauma, doctors put you, put you under to allow yourself to heal. You know what I'm saying? To, so mm -hmm. you're not, you're not um, taking any, anything but the breath in the oxygen mm -hmm. and everything and allowing the body to do what it naturally is designed to do. You know, a lot of times yeah. <laughs> we, we yeah. want to interfere with the most perfect machine, perfect design that's out there and think we have. You got me the, ready to go. Uh-oh. You got would, me would you? ready to go. <laughs> because human nature is to always be looking for the next thing. And, and, and that's yeah. really a sellable thing, right? You can always sell people the next gem. And not only is it easy to advertise and sell people on the next shiny thing, but as humans, we got shiny object syndrome. We wanna be trying the next technique, the, the better, I wanna try the Wim Hof breathing. I'm gonna jump in an ice cold river. I'm gonna sweat myself to death. I'm gonna eat nothing but meat for 24 days straight. Now I'm gonna switch to nothing but go extreme right we go ahead and try and get the next thing but to heal we actually have to do the exact opposite of all of that we have to do nothing mm -hmm. and it's a miraculous thing when we when we sit and we stop doing anything and then we combine that with the power of just being in, in a loving state in a loving mind state the body activates all kinds of healing processes you know as soon as you stop especially as soon as you stop ingesting stuff. Then when you go into those fasts, the body starts healing itself. Um, and it's powerful, you know, even, even if it's just a 12 hour fast, if you do it once a week, you know, for anybody that's just beginning and, and it sounds daunting, 12 hour fast, anybody can do it. You just fast from, you know, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., you know, yeah. and then, and boom. And you didn't even know, and you could be drinking uh, water the whole time and you don't even know it went by. And you'll you'll quickly build up your stamina to do longer fasts. And the key there is allowing the body to get used to it before you push the body, because your body will get used to it if you go if you go smart. You can you can do this you can do this whole journey comfortably. 
if you don't mind taking time, the self-healing journey can be done slowly and comfortably if, if you don't mind taking time. But for some people, like if they're in end stage cancer, it's like you have no choice. You got to go through the painful stuff. You got to go straight into what's called dry fasting. And dry yeah. fasting is when you time. don't, when you don't interact with any food and any water, what the body does is it starts to go into the old and decaying cells and dying cells for water. And it breaks down the old cells and it consumes the water in those cells, rehydrates itself and then regenerates itself. Mm -hmm. So, so for somebody that, that has never done it before it, that can, that whole thing can be traumatizing. Like it can be very uncomfortable, but if you do it smart and you just say, hey, I'm going to do what Gerald said, I'm going to dry fast and don't do any food and water for just 10 hours. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go back to the water. It's very important that you slowly introduce your body to these types of things, but what the type of healing you can get when you slowly give, build the body's um, uh, abilities to go through periods of time without food or water. And when you slowly build that up, the body starts to regain all of its abilities very quickly. You know, so it's all about, and there's a book um, by Arnold Eric, it's called Rational Fasting. Mm -hmm. So Arnold Eric is the one who, who he, 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 he saw that people were going to, and this is in 1900s too. He saw that people were diving headfirst into fasting just because some people do it in some cultures and they get massive fits. There are people diving into it, not knowing that Western culture, we're on pharmaceuticals, we're on drugs, we're on chemicals. When you start making us fast, it can get detrimental. Yeah, you, you know, so with drugs. Yeah, so, so what yeah. he laid out was, basically certain foods that that don't slow down the fasting that don't end the fast you know and certain uh, ideas that you should you should listen to your body when you fast <laughs> you know like no no it's listening to the body if you have extreme pain stop the fast like certain rational things you know and and um but then he also laid out certain diets that don't slow down the fasting one example is cooked fruit stew so fruit is like the 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 food group that 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 takes the least energy to digest meaning when you're eating it you're technically still fasting from regular food right there's a lot but, of water in it yeah and it's super healing and hydrating yeah. but uh, for some people uh that that are highly toxic even fruit can be uncomfortable for them because it's moving a lot of um, toxins just eating it is moving toxins so he had recipes where it's like cooked fruit in a salad or cooked fruit in a stew where this food is still but it's kind of cooked so it's uh it's like it basically better on your stomach so uh, arnold Eric is definitely someone to research if you've never heard about uh, these types of things like the idea of fruit being very healing for the body in the right circumstances you know you don't mix it with your birthday cake and your vodka and expect the fruit to heal you but if you eat fruit by itself it's really healthy i mean i i have fruit for dinner many nights a week <laughs> you know just pure and it's usually just blueberries or something yeah and 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 generally it's usually just one type of fruit and this also um speaks to digestion digestion isn't what we think we we have this idea that our body has like a computer in it that knows what it needs and it breaks everything down into the constituent parts but it's much more simple than that if you think about the body as more of like a compost mechanism that it, it what 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 comes in is supposed to produce gas that we use for energy and then it's supposed to get ejected out and hopefully there's enough fiber that it gets ejected out um but generally um fruit um, caught 
I cost the least digested energy and it actually digests itself. So, so yeah, that's, that's so it's like that whole thing. <laughs> what was that? I said, so there's levels to this. And I think it's super- Oh, no, yeah, for sure. You say fasting, you just immediately think of not eating, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when you talked about dry fasting, like, how many different types of fasting are there? Or oh, like, there's a lot. There's yeah. lots of there, there's 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 fruit fast. There's fruit feasting where you eat unlimited unlimited um, juice for an extended period of time. It's called a solid food vacation. So where you're eating, you're 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 not eating any solid foods. You're eating smoothies and juices. And this speaks to the idea that oh, what I said earlier of uh, digestion isn't what we think it is. Is these complicated processed foods. Um, really slow down our digestive energy and they slow down our body and they slow down our whole life. And when you take a break from those, those um, dense, going back to the beginning of the conversation, those dense foods and you spend time on smoothies and liquids, you actually, after the healing crisis that ensues, because this stuff is powerful medicine. If you, if you stop eating all cooked foods and you switch to just the liquids, your body goes into a hyper healing process because it's no longer using um, the the blood, the nervous energy, and the hydration, and and everything that it's that it takes to break down a cooked meal, it's no longer doing any of that. So now it can divert all of that extra energy to healing the body very fast. So I wouldn't recommend somebody that's never gone on a juice fast to just go on a juice fast. The way that we do this is. Just but it's like trending fasting. on Instagram right now. I have to do it. I have to go do <laughs> exactly. the juice fast because everybody's doing it. <laughs> and that's not rational. It's irrational. So irrational you know. behavior still ensues just because I deal with this with tribe. I, I, I give them the good. But if I tell you that, you know, celery juice heals your liver. So then, and so then three days later, I have a, uh, somebody email me like, hey, man, um, I felt like I was going to die. I was doing nothing but celery juice for three days. And I was like, all right, so how much breath work did you do? Like, what's breath work? And it's just like, wait, wait, a big part of tapping into these lower density foods and the, the, the liquids, right, is knowing how to use breathing exercises to properly assimilate those nutrients and get in the air and the sunlight. So, so it's a whole thing. It's not just a diet. It's you want to go exactly. holistic. I hope you're getting some fresh air. I hope you're getting some sunlight. I hope you're getting your feet in the dirt because we're talking about tapping into a, a more subtle form of energy and we have to be holistic with it. We can't just expect the apple to do everything, yeah. you know? But it, the apple can do a lot. <laughs> but it doesn't do everything. Yeah. You're not gonna but do everything, has, you gotta do a lot. Who hasn't started juicing or it's new to them and they wanna start incorporating juicing into their diet? Like what advice would you give? Oh yeah, so so I deal with this all the time. The best way to start getting benefits today without going through so much trouble and without giving up the world, right? Just because you met a fruitarian, you're like, I want to go fruitarian. No, <laughs> a fruit breakfast. So so the best thing to do, okay, is to start off with a little fast in the morning, push off breakfast till 11 and start off with some fruit. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to start off empty. And so we can we can use nature as our guiding flagpole again and know that um, the first element and the first thing that we do when we get into earth is we take a breath. So if you start your day with breathing, deep breathing, all right, first, and then what do we do after we took our first breath? We opened our eyes and then you get some fresh sunlight. So so if, if it's dark out when you wake up, you shouldn't eat yet. You should just fast and maybe do some breath work 
and and when that sun comes up you should probably get some sunlight in your eyes because it's the first thing was air the second thing was light and then the third thing was water so first deep breathing then get the sunlight then hydrate and then eat fruit the the earth is the fourth element so again we're just following the laws of nature but if somebody pushed off their breakfast until after they watched the sunrise and then they had fruit i'm telling you they would probably have a really magical day that day you know and you probably <laughs> wouldn't want to eat some unhealthy stuff after that you probably like i'm gonna go ahead and keep going with the salad later i'm gonna keep this roll going you know yeah. um so yeah about, so fruit breakfast what about for those people that think they're gonna just go on this uh water fast and continue to be active and work out and stuff like that what, what would you suggest i i would say that the body is capable of doing a lot but you wouldn't just go to the gym and start deadlifting right yeah. and so when it comes to learning how to be active when you fast you're basically talking about learning how to ride a bicycle again meaning yeah. you have to first learn how to fast doing nothing then you're gonna have to learn how to fast maybe doing some yoga then you learn how to fast doing some walking then and and if you follow the path of going rationally and slow you'll end up fasting and running up a mountain because that's literally what people can achieve fasting but you can't go from one fuel source to the other immediately you have to build it up slow and i think that's some of the best advice because so many people these days like you said they there's so much information out there right and you see that person that has gone through the process right taking those steps from doing these different fasts and doing different activities and now they're viral <laughs> and they're viral and they're doing all these crazy things is like oh well all i gotta do is drink water the next seven days and i can go run yeah. a marathon you know and then yeah. their body their body goes into shock and they get sick and other things happen so and then, then it gives fasting the is the worst thing, thing in the rap. world yes yeah, yeah fasting is the worst thing in the world i, I never do that i won't you know what i'm saying and it's it's people taking their bodies and their mind and their spirit from one <laughs> from one mm -hmm. circumstance and trying to go from zero to a hundred overnight, mm -hmm. you know. And it's all it's just all a process. And and so many times when I get questioned uh, about different just different healing processes, people ask me. I, I have to ask you where are you at in your journey, right? Because the things that I'm saying doesn't it it only applies mm -hmm. to a person in a particular place right? right and it's nothing that you can just tell somebody that just applies for the entire world and that's it that's just yes the, that's, we're beyond that's just that scripture now. you know yeah we're beyond that you know it's all about knowing where you are on the path knowing what where you need to do work knowing where your strengths are and when it comes to this self-healing it comes down to knowing where you're bsing yourself yeah. You know, and knowing where you're letting yourself have a blind spot, because if your body isn't healing itself, there's something that we're overlooking, you know, and, and, and you know, there's genetics and there's, there's certain things that people are born with, but there is the power of the body to heal itself. And there are some miraculous stories um, over some books that really just eliminate all of your thoughts of what can't be done. For example, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza is a book about how this guy who is a surgeon, he was like a neurosurgeon, and he got his spine crushed in multiple places. Wow. And they told him that he was never going to, you know, walk again or, or have control of his spine again. And, you know, he went outside of his form of practice and went into the Eastern tradition. And then he ended up combining the power of meditation 
with the latest, you know, science and, and, and um, technology and healing himself fully. But wow. he, he, he attributes, you know, most of his healing to what he did in his mind, which is basically visualizing his spine, putting itself back together. And he had enough mental acuity of like, I know each and every vertebrae. So maybe that made him better at healing his own spine because he's like, I'm imagining T6 healing and connecting to T7 and he's doing this in meditation. And he, he, he's fully healed. He's traveling the world speaking about the power of the mind to heal the body. So, I mean, there's, there's the internet is like rife with stories of people healing all kinds of conditions, you know? So the, the, the state of mind and the power of the individual's belief, I would say is like number one, when you're gauging your, 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 your chances. Yeah. Anything, you know, your state of mind. And I, I'm wondering too, can you speak to just some of your research and how some mm -hmm. of the practices around mindfulness and breath work are really linked to indigenous communities? Because um, oh. I think, you know, like, again, I, I, with this podcast, it's super important for us to be able to break down stereotypes. And I know mm -hmm. myself within the schools pushing mindfulness, um, mm -hmm. my experience and folks in our community feel like this is a practice that isn't necessarily for us or come for us come from mm -hmm. us. But it started and, with us. Right. <laughs> it's to be able to like reclaim our like, practices, practice in, you know, indigenous communities before they were like, oh, back, to back to us. Um, um, yeah. So I can, I can we're speak on that. looking for so, so the, the, people of color who do these practices or engage in them. There, there is a book to get and, and, and the, and some, and this guy, this individual, he's, he's doing the work of, of, basically um assimilating all of the secret books and secret knowledge and ancient texts into like one book and the book is called metu netter m-e-t-u-n-e-t-e-r you may have heard of it um and i'm reading i'm in the middle of reading it right now and basically what it talks about is how the african traditions were actually the beginning of everything not only what we know as society and what we know as like governments and and what we know as technology but every spiritual teaching even ancient buddhism and, and and indian yogi traditions it all originated from the african cultures um or the or ancient kemet or so the kemetic traditions and and so the the book i'm reading is all about the kemetic form of meditation and so what it comes down to is really our, as indigenous people what we had okay because we didn't have forms of technology and government what we did have was a connection to nature and so when it comes to meditation, it really comes down to tapping into your nature and, and the highest forms of meditation have to do with connecting each individual to their innate godliness. So the, mm -hmm. the, the, the comedic tradition, unlike Western tradition, which teaches about a white God in the sky somewhere out there, it taught each individual to connect to the God within. And this is something that's still going on in Eastern tradition, but the comedic tradition not only talked about how you had a God and you were a God and you were walking gods with amnesia, but it had a system of meditation and visualization that connect you and realign with that inner God. And so the meditation that um, if, if somebody who's never heard of this before, the, per the true purpose of meditation is and and this is true in sports, right? So if I just take the sports analogy, um, you know, LeBron James or Steph Curry, they have to imagine themselves making the shot thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And there's so much more work going on in their visualization in their mind than actually on the on the court. They're they they keep repeating the behavior, right? And so this truth is actually pulled from spirituality in that 
the meditation that they're doing in the comedic tradition is imagining you as your highest self and what you're doing. Like you're planting a tree, you're, 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 you're healing the earth. Uh, when you meditate and you visualize yourself doing divine things and godly things, this, this is your subconscious. So you're not thinking like saying like an affirmation, like that's popular, right? You're, you're meditating and you're saying an affirmation. The book illustrates that when you say an affirmation, you're using the left side of your brain, which is the logical language side. And that actually activates the external part of our mind. And this is, this is our conscious. This is our, um, this is not our subconscious. And when we meditate and instead focus on symbols, this is where hieroglyphics come in. They're not just a language, but when you meditate and focus on symbols and feelings and you don't talk, they use chants to distract their talking mind. They use chants and words of power to distract the logical mind while they frequency. and they felt their godly self. They imagined and they visualized their godly self activating the left side of your, uh, the right side of your brain, which is, which actually corresponds with the inner, inner consciousness. So we have a part of our consciousness that goes out and thinks about external ideas with words and puts them in order. And we have an internal part of our consciousness, which feels and knows, or in other words, our intuition. But what Metu Netter says is that's our godly side, that the intuition, the, the, the subconscious is actually the infinite intelligence or the godly intelligence that lives within us all. And meditation is actually about stopping the logical side and letting that innate intelligence speak. It happens when we when we be quiet. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and just just to break it down, so certain people can understand it, it's like people that have ever had that moment where they thought of a certain person, right? Like I was like, oh, let me. I'm thinking of uh, Amy right now. She calls me on the phone. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Right. You know what I'm saying? Sending that energy out into the universe, um, and thinking of a song that before it comes on the radio and it, it's like the next song that plays and all the, those kind of things. Those right? things, right? Yeah, those things we were like, we, we break down, it's like, oh, it's a coincidence. Right. <laughs> that was no a coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> Being in the right place at the right time. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I said before Alexa. <laughs> yeah, before, before Alexa. Alexa, right. <laughs> there is a part of us that knows. And yeah. and so it's it's so interesting the 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 book Metu Netter and I'm only like halfway through it right so I'm still like going through the the and and reading it isn't the same thing as experiencing the actual awakening that's illustrated yeah. in it right I'm just I'm just reading it but um what it talks about um is hold on <laughs> I've lost my train of thought I no totally I, I totally lost my train of thought um uh, <laughs> I lost it go ahead go. Um, no it'll, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Yeah, no um, worries. So yeah. with your own personal experience, mm -hmm. um, do you find yourself in that state of meditation throughout the day? Like how long can you actually maintain that state? Because I find myself, this is why I've been practicing myself for the last couple of years, you know, um, staying in that state consistently, you know, following, following your higher self. Um, when it asks you to do certain tasks throughout the day, <laughs> you're like, mm, and being awesome. obedient to that and seeing what comes from that, right? And you start to see a whole different world and how things just align, right? Um, what are some things that you do throughout the day to keep you into that that state of meditation? Yeah, that's so powerful. And And you know what? When you start noticing yourself being meditative, in times when you used to be stressed, 
you know there's growth happening. Yeah. And, and, and when you start seeing yourself responding to certain things that used to stress you out a different way, you know there's growth happening. And so for me, what it, what it has boiled down to is the certain breathing techniques that I've learned throughout the years activating automatically during certain situations. And so yeah. I stub my toe, I go into, <laughs> and, and, and instead of crying about stubbing my toe, that, that pain gets transmuted into just energy. You know, you don't feel the the tone anymore. You just feel higher energy, and you just got stimulated. Or you you spill some you spill some coffee, you spill some water, and you go into a slow inhale, and maybe you even laugh. You know those times when you laugh when you make a mistake now yeah. because you, you it doesn't bother you the same way. You know, so so for me, um, the thing that anchors me is the breathing techniques that I've learned. Mainly, just slowing down your breathing. Um, harnessing all parts of the breath, the, the exhale, you can really slow down the exhale. Um, when you start to learn um, uh, the certain body locks, um, there's like three main body locks. It's like the, 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 the sacral lock or basically all the muscles you use to go to the bathroom. When you squeeze all of those muscles, there's the belly lock when you draw the belly in and there's the throat lock. And when you start to play around with those body locks in conjunction with breathing exercises, you start to actually feel the breath a lot more. Like, mm. and, and people say that they can get high off the breathing. It's like when you learn to compress the energy um, in the air and the contraction along with the breath, you can start to feel the power of that. And so what I'll say is I start to feel myself engaging in certain body positions and certain body locks like the throat lock different times of the day and harnessing the power of the breath. Um, just another example, when you pull your chin to the back of your throat and you put your tongue in the, in the groove or the gap that's above the roof. So your tongue can go straight up and with practice, you can get flexible enough to where your tongue goes all the way up into this cavity. When you do the throat lock and you put, and you develop the ability to get your tongue back there and then you breathe through your nose what this does is it makes air rush up into your brain in a stream and over time you can actually get really like like really high off this but really you're feeding your brain oxygen and it feels good and what i'm finding is that at certain times of the day i'm just doing these type of breathing exercises and you start to realize that um the mindful person is mindful about all of the inner mechanics of their body. They're mindful about if they're holding their urethra and their anus or not. They're mindful of if their belly is relaxed or if it's tense. They're mindful of their shoulder posture. And they're definitely mindful of the mechanics of their breathing and their eyes and their mouth and their tongue. And they're not just breathing with their mouth. They're mindful that when your tongue is on the roof of your mouth, you're connecting an energy circuit. All right, the positive and the negative. And when you keep your mouth closed, you breathe through your nose, you're feeding your brain. And and so mindfulness doesn't just mean like, namaste, I see yeah. you. <laughs> Mindful me means you know where you're lying to yourself. Like, cause I, I, I keep it, I, I keep it mindful with my Instagram and I talk about all these spiritual things, but I'm mindful of my addictions too. So I'll bust out my dab rig and say, look, when I don't, when a week is hard for me, I go to the weed and I suppress my emotions with some mind numbing weed. And, but I'm aware of what I'm doing. I'm keenly aware of it. I'm not just doing something mindlessly. So right. mindful yeah. could even mean, you know. But that's a form of medicine like too. There you go. It is. It's a form yeah. of, of uh, you know, it's a holistic form of dealing with the stress. Yeah. You know, I could, I could pick up a bottle. You know, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. 
Did you have something for him, uh, Mitch Rowe? I was wondering, like, in terms of our topic and just your your personal experience, like, what are some of the ways or some of the challenges that you've had with adopting this new holistic lifestyle? What, are yeah, the, how did, oh, what she's asking is, how did you go from being in the hood, in the streets, with the shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm down. you know, getting life, everything, and yeah. now being this uh, calm, uh, thoughtful mm-hmm. person that that has changed his life. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did that look like over the last two we, years? We got to break it down and bring it back to the root of what caused me to be so street and so mad. Why was I so mad at the world, right? And yeah. so the root of what had what caused me to be more mad than my brothers, because I mean, we all grew up in the same hood. Why come I ended up in prison, right? Um, I feel like I was shortchanged by the medical system. So when I was born, I had birth defects. Not only was I born with um, half a thumb and half a pinky, but I was born with like severe asthma and I had club feet and I was born with my um, my limbs attached. So my limbs were fused when I was born premature. So basically I was born, um, and 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 I, I say shortchanged, but I mean, the doctor that handled me did really good because I lived. So first of all, the doctor that operated on me when I was born, I had to give him his props, right? But I feel like I had this childhood where I got taken advantage of by the medical system, right? When they they got me and my brother to be on um, inhalers and um, got him to be on eczema cream our whole life without telling us about diet change, you know, they didn't tell us about lifestyle. They just kept us hopped up on these inhalers our whole life. And and when I got in prison and I stopped engaging with dairy and I started doing cardio and my asthma went away, now that lit a fire under my ass because basically, you know, I kept thinking that my I, I have this disease and it's just a certain way because genetics, right? But then I mm-hmm. give up a food group and I exercise and I exercise regularly and then this so-called disease is gone. Not only that, when I engage with this food group again, this disease comes back. So I'm like, hold on, two plus two is four. When I drink the milk, I get asthma. When I avoid the milk, the asthma goes away. How come nobody told us about this? They just come wanted on. to give us inhalers and Claritin and 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 this BS. So so now I'm heated about it. Like I got a bone to pick with this medical system. And so now all I do on my YouTube is I poke holes in all of the official medical information and about and poke holes about how it all goes back to lifestyle, even down to the disease and the cures. They're coming from lifestyle. The cures are available via lifestyle change. Yeah. So now I got, because of what I went through, the challenge I had, now it's like there's a fire under my ass about making people aware of like, your asthma might just be having to do with that ice cream habit. Yeah. Yeah, skin's breaking out because you're eating all that greasy food and everything, all that fried food in the community, all that in the hood. You know what I'm saying? They got fried ice cream now. I mean, it's all coming. Yeah, and and that, I think that's a good representation of what Heal the Hood is all about and what we're we're bringing to the community. It's uh, just forms of education that we've never been exposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like we all come from different hoods, but we all experience the same thing, the same kind of trauma, um, and the lack of information growing up in these communities because of the the programming that they want us to have and continue to have to stay on pharmaceuticals and live a certain lifestyle, a certain mm-hmm. <laughs> level of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and, 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 and speaking to what you were saying is like, 
um, the, the hood identity. I mean, I just have to touch on that real quick because the, the thing that made it so pleasurable for me to be known as like a gangster and to have like a weapon on me is because my innate sense of personal identity was tainted or was, in my opinion, like, you know, shortchanged by whoever it was. Mainly it was me letting other people convince me that I was worth less. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, but, but to, to really um, like package this conversation, like the food corporations and the drug corporations aren't exactly helping in all of this, right? Yeah. With the foods that keep us in a lower state of consciousness, the foods that were quite honestly keeping me sick, I didn't have a lot of options. I'm not getting a sports scholarship anytime soon. My parents were getting evicted. So for me, like it just, it was a natural transition to go from feeling like less to joining a gang so you could feel like more, yeah. right? And, and to understand that if you take the route of working on your health, you won't, need, you won't have that innate lack of identity. And, and you'll, you'll actually, you know, when you do push-ups and when you do exercise and when you eat healthier, the way that you see yourself or your self-esteem goes up and you might not, you know, fall for those same, you know, traps that, that we all face. So who would you say you are now? What do you identify as now? If someone were to ask you who you are. Um, um, who am I? I'm, I, I'm a musician. Honestly, that's, that's what I would like to, that's what I would like to, uh, you know, step into. I, I, I've been a coach. I, 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 I have a company selling supplements, but what I'm planning to do and, and, and what I told my audience recently was that this whole thing was just a sham so I can raise a platform so I can get up and rap because everybody wants to be a rapper and everybody can rap, but the only way to, to get your message out is if you have a mission or a platform. And so I'm gonna be rapping about health. I mean, I'm gonna be rapping about health, healthy decisions and, and self-help and, and doing it in a positive way. So, um, so I, mean, if, I mean, just because you asked if, if, what I wanna call myself, you know, that's something I've been calling myself since high school as a rapper. I just didn't believe in myself. But now I have a, a positive message to spread. So, I mean, I'm going live and I'm doing freestyles. Hey, uh, Barb, what's up? Yeah, come on. Spit something real quick. <laughs> you can't say you a rapper and not get put on the spot. But I guess I'll have to rap and just do it a cappella. If you know how I do it, I'll sprinkle it like salt and pepper. But if you really want me to do it quick, I'm about to be light like a feather when I spit. When a mission, you know I'm not slipping. Every time I do it, you know I'm straight. This and anybody that's talking about the holistic movement. It's Gerald G, man, I'm all about improvements. I'm all about improving my health and I might write a book and make it all about self-help. Ooh, yeah, you know you really wanna take some of my capsules cause they got ashwagandha. Ah. Going with me. You might want to try some of this rainbow tea and you know that it's got some CBD and it'll have you feeling good like you know won't see. I'm relaxed, I go better, man. I'm, 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 I'm fired up right now. Yeah, I'm fired up right now. Relaxed, <laughs> All right, we're, we're getting towards the, the, the end of the, the show and everything. I. I definitely want to talk about your your supplements and uh, the healing yes. components. If you can kind of touch bases on some of like your top sellers right now, um, yes. and the healing components of what they do. 
Well, yes. Okay. So, um, you know, what I, what I originally wanted to touch on is that, um, the body heals itself. It's just that we spend too much time committing to things that we don't know are slowing down that process. And we commit to different things like smoking and drinking and overeating and, and, and we think it's healthy, but on a subtle level, it's stopping the body's natural healing process. And so, um, that's, that's kind of like what I come forward with is the body heals itself under the right conditions. So the products that I sell, are uh, just stimulate your body to heal itself. Okay, so it's very important to have this paradigm shift that the body, and contrary to everything that everyone's saying in all of academia, the body can actually make all of its own nutrients. The body can alchemize nutrients from sunlight, from water, from earth, and from air, from the four elements. And so a lot of times people have been committed to things like coffee and alcohol, which demineralize us. And when we're demineralized, our glands can't produce the hormones needed for certain bodily processes. So for somebody who's been on alcohol or somebody who's, uh, you know, whatever lifestyle you have for an extended period of time, um, if you try to fast, you'll have trouble because there's not enough minerals to keep you going. So these products that I have, one of them is called Shilajit. Um, they're just basically organic raw minerals in the bioavailable state that it, as soon as it touches your lips or your body or your skin, it immediately starts going to work healing the body. These are known as adaptogens. And you may have heard the term adaptogen before, but what I call adaptogens are intelligence, meaning this plant knows how much of which nutrient you need and how much you don't need. And it gives you what you need and doesn't give you what you don't. This is evidence in that somebody who is low energy in the morning takes she legit and they'll have higher energy throughout the day. But that same she legit can go to somebody who can't sleep at night and it'll allow them to sleep at night. So um, processes like falling asleep and processes like having energy ultimately boil down to the minerals that are available. Your body, your body needs to make hormones. The hormones are made out of minerals, essential fatty acids and, and water and oxygen. And so Shilajit is my number one supplement. My, my mission is to get a million people to try Shilajit and to tap into this, this powerful supplement. The next one, you may have heard of it. Cat sells it. It's CMOS, popularized yeah. by Dr. Sebi popular with the woman because it, it actually makes your hair, skin and nails shiny, but it also helps the immune system. It also helps the reproductive system. Dr. Sebi says that CMOS is the, the main thing that caused him to be able to father 17 children up to Sheesh, 85 years old. I, I don't need no more kids. <laughs> Get off the CMOS, you about to pop those kids out. Um, and then the other thing I'll, I'll say is um, I'm having a blast mixing psilocybin that is magic mushrooms in the proper micro dose levels at the proper dosages with different herbs so i'm mixing a micro dose with ashwagandha to help relax you i'm mixing a, a micro dose with sheila jit to energize you we got a micro dose with lion's mane for cognitive and productive work um so we're just having a blast with the different mixtures uh, uh, by the way the rainbow tea that i spoke about earlier also has a micro dose in it I drink it with my mom all the time. She loves it. Um, so it's not a uh, microdose isn't what you think. It's not like too much, um, but um, it can actually allow you to lay new neural pathways. And um, psilocybin has been proven to um, allow people to create new neural connections around new activities and allow you to assimilate the benefits of those new activities beyond when you're not taking the microdose anymore. So uh, that's like my supplement company in a nutshell uh, for you.
So how do I get some of it? You just got me super excited about all these products that you talked about. Where do I pick them up at? Is it a website or how do we do it? I'm trying to find my sample pack. Best way I have this community app, and this community is uh, it's a text-based app. So if you text this number, if you just go into your text messages and text this number, it goes into an app that I have. And I have all the all the people texting me organized to where I can blast messages out to everybody and do transactions with them. So I have the number for you. It's um, 916-378-7608. And I'll, I'll send that to you. When you text yeah. that number, you get into my text app and then I, I can send you a menu and I just deal with uh, my, my clients one-on-one like that. I don't have an online store yet. I literally yeah. just deal with each client in my DMs or through that text app. And this is our latest promotional gift. This is our gift box. This is the, I've been selling um, mostly to um, people who are seekers and looking for the information and already know about microdosing. So they don't need like instruction. They know what to do with it, right? So there's, that's not that many people, right? There's a lot of people who've never heard of this before. And so now I have some informational products, some branded information. Um, and so this is gonna tell you the dosage in each product, which, what each nootropic helps with and how to, how to get a benefit out of it. Like this one, um, take one um, in the morning as an energy supplement, take one before a social activity, take one before creative or repetitive work. Um, so just tips on when to get the most out of these nootropics. There's five capsules so you can sample them out each one. This one also comes with the rainbow tea. This, this sample box is going for $33 plus shipping right now. And it's, it's flying off the shelves. Um, all over. So people are gifted. People are buying two and three boxes at a time. Hey, it's the holiday season. It's the time holiday of year. <laughs> and it's given the gift of healing because yeah. properly used microdosing can get you to to really make lasting change because it comes down to what we said, the subconscious and psilocybin allows you to connect with the feeling side of your body to bring it home, to, to gift pack. This whole message is the products that I sell actually help with the very meditative states that we were talking about when you meditate and you tune into the feeling side of your psychology that's what psilocybin can do in the right dosages mm. so if you follow me at based in the plants or if you text the number that we uh, give you at the end of this then uh, we can get you set up on some say of that number one more time for our viewers that, on our, our podcast so they can hear that, that number is one nine one six three seven eight seven six oh eight. All right, make sure you guys text it so you can get your sample pack. And um, all, all your social media platforms where our viewers can follow you as well. Yeah, so it, that's based in the plants with all underscores. So based in the plants. Um, and then there's my backup page, which is underscore, and then based in the plants with all underscores. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Gerald Guevara. You can find me on Facebook at G Guevara Fitness. So that's just the link on Facebook, facebook.com slash G Guevara fitness. Um, but my main um, handle is based in the plants and that's, that's on the banner right there. Um, you can find me there and, um, and yeah, man, we can connect. Man. Thank you once again, Gerald, for taking the time and sharing so many jewels. Like <laughs> I, I, I can literally sit here another hour with you and continue this conversation and we wouldn't even scratch the surface man yeah yeah we 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 keep on going deeper and deeper and be here all night we have an all night show um but we need some more of that content on your social media page oh yeah Yeah. you'll be going in i ain't gonna lie when he goes live he 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 goes in 
Yeah, yeah, you, got- yeah. you know, uh, man, I get emotional when I go live on, on that and I start getting mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he does all kinds of cool like giveaways on certain days, too, for mm-hmm. certain viewers and stuff like that, promotional giveaways and stuff like that. So definitely make sure you go to his page if you see it on the Give banner. This. Yeah, yeah on, on the banner below, make sure you go follow his page um, underneath. Uh, anything any coaching or anything you're doing right now or um, taking clients well, or i i am doing coaching for fun like i'm just coaching like some some friends on instagram that i've had a long time officially i am actually teaching boot camp three times a week on zoom for okay. remember when i said at the beginning of this year i lost my job like the best thing in the world happened is i got the job back but i teach it from my bedroom yeah. And uh, my boss went fully online and he hired me back. So basically when COVID happened, he had to shut down, but he successfully transitioned online and he rehired me. So now I have the the job I used to love as a side hustle and just a side thing. I just do it for fun. And, um, you know, I'm starting to become open to the idea of doing Zoom personal training with people who want to get personal training too. And so I mean, because it's already set up, I might as well just, you know, take another hour and train someone. You know, I I took the work to set up the lighting and the camera, right? So I'm figuring (laughs) I could probably fit in a client in there. There you go. So if you're looking for some online training, um, make sure you hit Gerald Gerald up as well. It's the one-stop shop for the healing, you know, healing Mm -hmm. from the inside out. Um, Miss Rowe, tell us any updates with the, the Vegan Hood Chefs and what you guys got going on for the holidays. So we just finished our holiday boxes for last week. That was crazy, insane. Thank you all for all supporting. We have a pop-up. Man, those boxes is looking amazing. They were. were. Mm -hmm. We will also be doing another box for Christmas, so look out for that. We also have two pop-ups coming up back-to-back on the 19th and the 20th. of the addresses? At the Speakeasy. Um, Oh, I don't have the address on me right now, but it's on Evans in the Bayview in San Francisco. Forgive me, speakeasy, but we will be there. Um, and on the 20th is when we'll actually be doing a brunch. So those of you who haven't had our brunch food, please stay tuned because it is popping. Um, Man, so everything I've tried from y'all has been amazing. Like I haven't had one complaint like, oh, that could have been a little bit better. Now, like everything that y'all make <laughs> is mm. fire. Like I don't know who comes up. I don't know if you or Emi e- comes up with the recipes, but y'all got y'all recipes on point. We waiting for the cookbook. Man, yeah. that too. I'm fire. <laughs> Ooh. Truth be told, I huh? Get that cookbook, right? Yeah. So make sure that you follow us uh, on social media. We have our Heal the Hood podcast page on uh, IG. We also have our Heal the Hood page on uh, Facebook. You can actually, if you take a look. If you're viewing it on our YouTube or our Facebook, we have the Plant Power Brother hoodies. We have the Heal the Hood t-shirts. Um, those proceeds that we receive for the hoodie shirts and stuff like that help us throw these Heal the Hood events that we're going to uh, continue to do going into 2021. You can actually pick up those products at www.catfitnesswellnesscenter.com. So make sure you go check out the page. You can also... I also do the online training as well, y'all, four days a week. So if you're looking for an online trainer to do your your full body workouts from the comfort of your home, make sure you hit your man up. Uh, Besides that, y'all, that was an amazing episode. I think I have to go back and listen to it all over again to soak soak up all the nuggets (laughs) that, that, that Gerald was dishing out 
this yep. evening. Um, make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. We're going to have all our coaches that went um, from all our events from the Bayview to Oakland to Richmond uh, to share with you guys as we go into 2021. And then moving forward, having more amazing speakers, more amazing coaches going into the new year to share with everybody. So make sure you stay tuned in. Also, make sure if you're watching this from the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share with a friend, um, because this information may change somebody's life, you know, for the better, obviously. So make sure you, you share the information. That's what it's all about. So thank you for tuning in once again, and we will see you next week. Thank you all for for hanging out with us today, and we will see y'all later. Peace out. Peace.